Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. You know, trying to speak the word, speak the word over our lives. Man, show of hands. No? <laughs> Amen. So Petey asked me to, um, to continue talking about um, this topic. So let's, let's pray before I get started. Lord, we honor you. We glorify you. We thank you. God, you're worthy. You're awesome. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak to your people, Lord God. I pray that you would uh, think through my mind, speak through my lips. I pray that the uh, words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be pleasing to you, Father, pleasing in your sight, Father. I pray that your, your people, uh, your believers, will be impacted today by your word, and you would use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, um, so last week, what do, who was here last week? Everybody was here. Most people was here. Good. This side. I, I see this side was here this last week. This side. It's okay. Um, but so last week we talked about, anybody want to answer? Don't say that. Don't say that. All right. So we talked about being careful with your words, being careful um, that God, you know, doesn't want us to use careless words. So be careful when, we, when we're talking um, and watch our words, you know, and our words are to build our brothers and sisters and our words are to build our faith and to build our, um, yeah, our, our faith in God. So we're going to continue talking about how our words relate to us as believers. Amen? Amen. You guys excited? Yes. Yeah, well, yes. JC's excited. Yes. That's about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So um, we're going to be a little, not, not very uh, interactive, but just at the beginning. All right. So can you, can you guys tell me some influential people in your life? Your mom. Your mom. Beyonce. <laughs> we could tell. We could tell. <laughs> so, all right, so we have your mom, Beyonce, my father. your father, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Okay, anybody else? Um, President Obama. President Obama. All right, so the Obamas and, and the Cardinals <laughs> are popular. Um, all right, so yeah, so we have our parents, our, you know, nobody mentioned our pastor. Come on, guys. That's messed up. <laughs> That's terrible. All right. Yeah, that goes what I said. There you go. <laughs> uh, we have celebs, politicians, teachers, uh, authors, book people that we read. You know, um, our friends. You know, we go on, you know, on social media. We talk to people that we hang around with. Those are people that are influential in our lives. So, how do these people influence us? Mainly through words, right? Through words of encouragement, um, through the written word. Um, they teach us. We have teachers that are influences, influencing us. They teach us. Um, they're just not just showing us the math problem, but they're actually explaining it, right? So using words to encourage us, to correct us. You know, PD often comes up here and corrects us and tells us that we're, you know, we're not reading our Bibles enough. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's seen this clip that's been going around on the Internet. It's like this pastor. He's yelling at the, <laughs> he's yelling at the saints for not reading the Bible. He's, like, getting really upset. I sent it to Petey. I'm like, this is something you would do, <laughs> right? Well, you guys are not reading the word. I'm like, all right, Petey, sorry. Forgive us, sorry. Forgive us, Petey. Uh, so they use the words to motivate us. Uh, I don't know if anybody listens to motivational speakers or watches some motivational, motivational books and stuff like that. Um, but they use that through words. So um, we are 
essentially a product of who we're listening to, right? So who we are hanging around, who is speaking to us on a daily basis, what we're reading, who's our pastors, our preachers, whoever we're reading, um, those are essentially who we are a product of. And um, there's a famous quote that we all know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future, right? And, or I'll show you who you are. So your friends, what are, what are your friends? People that you're, you're communicating with on a daily basis. You're texting, calling, FaceTiming, um, all these different things, right? So it's important that we are intentional to who is influencing us. Because those are the people that are speaking to us on a, on a daily basis, on a consistent basis. So we want to be, I don't know if you guys ever realize, but if you hang around motivated people, you're eventually going to be motivated. If you're hanging around people that are lazy, you end up going to be lazy. If you're hanging around people that love politics, you're going to be talking politics, hip-hop, whatever. These are the people that you're surrounding with. You're going to eventually get those same characteristics, right? Because they're speaking to us. You're speaking back. We're communicating. We're influencing each other. Um, so if you hang around somebody for a certain amount of time, your motivations will start to align, right? I don't know all the married folks in here. At the beginning of the marriage, you might not have been at that aligned. Or you might have thought you were more aligned than you actually were. And then kids come, and then you're like, wait, we're not aligned at all, <laughs> right? I don't know what happened with, my, with me and my wife. It's like when, when Ian came, we were like, oh, I thought we were on the same page with this stuff. And then but eventually now, four years later, I think we're finally getting on the same page, right? Uh, for, and our motivations, our things start to align. So this is why church is so important. We come to church. Um, this is why we are walking in light-mindedness, so that we can communicate with each other and build each other up, lift each other up in faith, encourage each other um, through words, right? Whether it's through a text message, whatever. Uh, a spoken word through the pastor preaching. This is why church is so important, because we are eventually a reflection of who we're listening to, the words that we hear on a daily basis. Amen? So if you tell a child, right, you're stupid every day, they're eventually going to think they're stupid. You tell them they're smart, they're eventually going to think I'm smart. And you, you're your product of your words, amen? amen. So, um, so come to church, hang around some godly folks, hang around some people that are motivated, hang around people, but also motivate the people that aren't motivated, right? We don't want to leave them behind. <laughs> so people that aren't motivated, use your words to influence them, right? And, and use your words to influence the non-believers and the people that are not in church. And motivate people to come to church through your words, Amen. So today I'm going to talk about um, the most influential person in our lives. Who's the most influential person in our lives? Jesus. That's what we think. <laughs> the most influential person in our lives is ourselves, right? So ourselves, we're, we're ourselves. So the word is called a call to my mind. Um, so no one is more influential in your life than yourself, than you are, right? You're more influential than anybody. Why? Because no one talks to you as much as you talk to yourself, <laughs> right? Nobody talks to you more than you talk to yourself. Um, we interpret, we organize, we analyze what's going on. As you're sitting there, you're analyzing how I'm dressed, what I'm talking about, am I making sense? You're thinking about this stuff to yourself. You're thinking about what you're going to eat. You're talking to yourself constantly, right? So um, you interpret what's going on inside and outside of you all day long. So you talk to yourself about the past. You talk to yourself about the present. You talk to yourself about the future. Constantly talking to yourself. Amen? So, um, you know, growing up was a stigma 
that only weirdos talk to themselves, right? Like, you see somebody in public talking to yourself, and you probably shouldn't talk to yourself, like, audibly in public, but you can talk to yourself, you know what I mean? But maybe, we'll get to that. Maybe, if you don't, if you don't care what people think. But, um, you know, it, 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 we're going to see that throughout the scriptures, people talk to themselves constantly, and we talk to ourselves constantly. Um, amen? So let's get into the Word a little bit. So uh, we're going to go to Lamentations, our scriptures, Lamentations chapter 3. So if you want to jump over there, you can. You got Lamentations chapter 3? Amen. So in the, um, in the book of Lamentations, the writer is, is going through trials. He's going through tribulations. He's very weary. Um, he's, feel like he's, he's, feels, he's feeling like he's lost all hope, right? Throughout the book, he's lamenting over the sin of the people of God, and he's feeling the weight of God's wrath um, and God's subsequent judgment on him and his people. All right, so here in Lamentations, he's going to speak out of that grief, out of that sorrow, out of that pain. So in verse 17 in Lamentations chapter 3, um, he's speaking out of his sorrow, he's speaking out of his pain, he's lamenting out of this, and he says, My soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. Anybody forgot what happiness is at some point? I know I did. Um, so I say, my endurance has perished, so has my hope from the Lord. So he's here, he is speaking out of emotions. He's feeling the weight of the world. He's feeling his, he's feeling his, his, um, his, his, his tribulations. He's feeling um, his, his problems, right? And he's saying that I have forgotten what happiness feels like. It's been that long since I've been ha happy. Um, I know last year, at the end of the year, I don't want to get too much into, into personal stuff, but, uh, but like at the end of the year, my, um, so my, my wife stopped working last year. So she's in school full time, so we lost her income. So then October comes, and then we have a rental property that we were, we were relying on the income. The tenants stopped paying their rent. Um, then uh, I had to go bury my grandmother. All in the span of like two, like two weeks, it's like, what's, what's going on? And then it's like, how do we pay this? How do we do this? I had a roof in the leak. I had to change, roof, had to change my roof. You woke up, it was September, I think it was. We had like four days of rain, like two weeks of rain, whatever it was. Woke up, the, house, the roof is leaking. Go in the attic, it leaks all over the place. I'm like, what was going on? Um, had to change the roof. Had to do this. Had to do that. So at this point, I'm like, I'm feeling like the, this guy here. I'm like, I feel hopeless, right? I feel like I don't know how I'm going to make it. I have, you know, we're <laughs> at the ends of, I don't know how to make ends meet. I'm trying to do everything. Um, but that's, I think that's how the, the author here was kind of feeling, right? So anybody ever feel like they've been losing hope? Um, but the, but the, the, the great thing about this writer here in Lamentations, he continues on in verse 21. Um, he says, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. So as his, as his emotions are speaking, saying, I'm losing hope, he reminds himself, he talks to himself, he calls back to his mind, and he says, mind, remember to have hope in God. He says, um, verse 21, but I call this to my mind. So sometimes we, we're, at, we're at hoping, we're, we're feeling hopeless, right? So we have to remember to call stuff to back to our mind. Call back, and he does what he does here is calls back to the scriptures. So he talks about that, um, 
and therefore I have the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. What he's doing, he's calling back the Psalms. Calling Psalm 16, Psalm 73, Psalm 36. He's calling back what the word of God says about himself. Right? So he's telling himself what the word has already proclaimed. So when, when, we're, at, when we're at hope's end, we have to remember to call back the word to our lives. Remind ourselves, say, mind, hope in God. When we're sick, body, hope in God. When we are feeling depressed, you know, feelings, hope in God. Remind ourselves to hope in God. Why? Because his steadfast love never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Amen? Um, let's jump over to Psalm, Psalm chapter 42. You got it? Say amen. amen. Um, so also in this, in this psalm here, uh, the writer of this psalm is in the same predicament. He's being challenged. Um, he's being challenged by adversity. Um, but he does also the same thing that he, he turns around to challenge his fears with the truth of God. So in verse, verse 3, it says, my tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God. And um, I'm sorry, hold on. Verse 5. Let's skip verse 4. Let's go to verse 5. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I, sh I shall again praise him my salvation, and my God. So he does the same thing. He's, in verse 3, he talks about his tears have been my food. He's been drinking tears all day, crying day and night. But in verse 5, he turns around and he speaks directly to his soul. He says, soul, what, what does he say? Hope in God, for again I shall praise him, my salvation. So he's doing the same thing, soul, hope in God. I might be crying in, on the inside, but I'm speaking to myself, hope in God. Continually encourage myself, hope in God. Um, there's an author way back in the day, or preacher way back in the day, his name is Martin Lloyd-Jones, and he says, have you realized that the most unhappiness in your life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? Amen? That'll preach. <laughs> That'll be, that could be the whole sermon right there. So we are listening to ourselves instead of talking to ourselves. Um, take those thoughts that come to you in the moment you wake up in the morning, you have not originated them, but there they are, talking to you. They bring back the problems of yesterday. Somebody's talking. Who's talking? Yourself is talking to you. Now this man's treatment in Psalms 42 was this. Instead of allowing this self to talk to him, he starts talking to himself. Why are you cast down, O my soul, he asked. His soul has been depressing him, crushing him, so he stands up and says, self, listen for a moment. I will speak to you. It's out of his book, Spiritual Depression. So here he's speaking, the author Soul, I will speak to you. Instead of you talking for me, instead of my emotions talking for me, instead of my feelings talking for me, instead of my bank account talking for me, instead of my debt to income ratios talking to me, I'm talking to me, right? I'm speaking for you. Instead of my sickness speaking to me, I'm speaking for me. I'm going to speak to my soul and say, soul, this is what the word of the Lord says. All right? 
So we have a tendency to allow negativity to speak for us. But we cannot allow our feeling and we cannot allow, we cannot allow our negativity to speak for us. But we have to speak to our feelings. We have to control our, our feelings with our words and with, our, and with the word of God. Amen? So we tell ourselves, if God is for you, what? Who can be against you? <laughs> he who did not spare his own son, but he gave, him, he gave his son for you, what, um, will he not freely give us all things? You know, we speak, those, we speak the word. Uh, when, we, when we're feeling that we are in, at, at all, all hope is lost, we say God will not, well, God will freely give us all things. You know, there's no condemnation in Christ. For those who are in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. You know, when we feel like, oh, man, I messed up, I sinned, I did this bad thing, I, you know. We speak to ourselves, so I know you feel that God is not there, but God is always there. He never leaves, for, nor forsake us, and there's no condemnation. What can separate yourself from the love of God? These are the things that we should tell ourselves. Uh, we should re remind ourselves of who God is, of who he revealed himself to be. Who is God? Give me some things about God. He is, he's a healer. He is, anybody else? He's a deliverer. Protector. He's faithful. Amen. He's, we go on and on. He's good. He's holy. He's just, right? He's merciful. He's gracious. Um, he's amazing. Amen. <laughs> um, and of all his character, of course, and everything that we know God to be, everything is seen in Jesus. So we rely on Jesus. We rely on the, the, the blood that he shed for us to, to carry us through, to, to hold us when we are feeling depressed, when we're feeling down and out. We remind ourselves of God's promises. He has promised salvation for everybody who calls his name. Um, he's always with us. He has never prom he's promised to never leave us nor forsake us. He hears us when we cries out, when we cry out. He will meet us, he will meet all of our needs. Amen? Amen. He will promise us eternity in heaven with him. Um, so we, we, we must continue to remind ourselves of these words that God has spoken to us. Just as the psalmist did, just as the writer in Lamentations did, he went back to the word, went back to the, the truth of God's word. Amen? Amen? So some three things that we need to do to talk, three reasons we should talk to ourselves. To encourage ourselves, right? Encourage ourselves in the faith when we're down. Encourage ourselves to motivate ourselves to what? To preach the gospel, to reach the lost, to, um, to do, do everything that God has called us to do. You know, if God has called you to witness to your neighbor, you know, talk to yourself, God, you know, um, and, and say, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, remind yourself of what your mission is. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's jump over to 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians. <clears throat> Chapter 10. And we'll read verse 5 and 6. Uh, this is Paul speaking here, and he says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Be ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. So another reason we should speak to ourselves is to discipline ourselves, to disciple ourselves, right? So when we are, 
it'll be amazing how, how, how this works. But like if you ever face temptation, let's say you're faced with temptation to steal, say, do not steal. Thou shalt not steal. Do not steal. And you'll be motivated to not to, to obey God. Right. And self, obey God. Obey God. When you're, you know, when whatever your, your, your vices are, um, talk to yourself. To, uh, to discipline yourself, to disciple yourself, that as here, as Paul is speaking, that he take every thought captive um, to obey Christ. To talk, take your thoughts, say thought, obey Christ, obey Christ, obey Christ, obey Christ, as you are going through your temptations. Preach to your mind. Um, preach to your mind to, to obey Christ. Um, there, you'll, be a, you'll be surprised how much, there's a lot of scientific support for talking to yourself. Um, there's been many studies about how um, talking to yourself can improve certain, certain factors in your life. So there's one study that uh, found that basketball players, um, they, were, um, they, were, they passed the ball faster and they moved with more precision as they motivated themselves through words, right? It's weird, but like, let's say you're passing the ball, say, pass, pass. It'll kind of motivate you or get open or whatever the case may be, uh, it motivated them to play with more effort and to make faster passes, to move with better effort. Um, another study found that when you talk to yourself in the, in, in the third person or second or third person, for example, instead of saying, I can do this, say, Cleve, I can do this, or say, Alfred, I can do this, right? Or if, you, if you're studying for a test, say, you know, Alfred, I can do this. There's been studies that shows that that person feels less anxiety in performing, and that they also, their peers rate their performances uh, better. So you actually perform better as you're motivating yourself through words, audibly. It's weird, try it, <laughs> and, and, and see what you can do. And if you're going to face a job interview, for example, but like, I can do this, I can speak clearly, I can, you know, I can do all things through Christ, I have, you know, the strength, you know, God's gift strengthening me through this, amen? Um, Amen. Um, another experiment, there's a, there's, there was an experiment that they did where they put people in a room and they had, they had pictures of certain items around the room. So, for example, there was one picture of a banana and they walked in and, and they said, uh, so people, they had to look for this picture of a banana. So it found that the people that actually said banana found the picture faster and more accurately. So, um, yeah, so they found the picture more accurately, faster. So what is so in this in this experiment, what they found out that when you are when you say something audibly, it, re, it reminds you, it puts a picture in your in your mind, right? So if, when you say banana, you're gonna think about that picture banana a little faster than if you not say it. Um, so so it makes the banana stand out among other things. So if you're looking for TV, right, you're gonna you're going to subconsciously look to the TV, or oh, there's a TV right there, right? I'm, I'm able to better block out everything else and focus on the TV. Um, but it's worth, but it, the weird thing about this that um, it, isn't is, it, it isn't affected if you don't know what it looks like. So if I say, um, go find a papaya, and you have no idea what a papaya was, you would have, still have a hard time finding it, right? You will never know where papaya is. So I, I think this speaks biblically, right? If we don't know what the Word of God is saying, 
then how are we going to be able to find it, you know, in, in times of trouble, in times of that we are in despair, how are we going to be able to speak it, how are we able, going to be able to find that within us, right? Um, so study the word, know the word, so that we can instruct ourselves, right? Study the word so we can show ourselves approved and so we can instruct ourselves, disciple ourselves, motivate ourselves in those times. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, so I'm pretty much almost done, but um, I know I like to go quick. But essentially, uh, speak to yourselves, <laughs> uh, encourage yourselves. Some questions are here are, what are you saying to you about God in your circumstances? You know, what, what, are, what, about, what are our words reflecting about, what, about God and about our circumstances? Do we remind ourselves that God is near, right? Um, you know, I've been doing it. I've been intent, since Peter's been going through this, and since I've been studying this, I've been really intentional. I'm like, all right, let's let's try this. All right, Petey, let's find it. Let's let's, let's let's try this speaking stuff, and 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 actually, it works. You know, and I found out that man, this stuff is this stuff is real. And I'm constantly when I feel down, when I feel, you know, however way, I'm encouraging myself, and it really brings stuff back to your memory and brings and brings the word of God back to the forefront of your mind, and you, and you feel better, you feel, you feel more motivated, you feel um, that I can do this, you know, and I can, um, and, you know, and I can live out this, this walk, amen? So some other questions. So how wholesome, faith-driven, and Christ-centered are the conversations that you are having with yourself every day? You know, how many times do you talk to yourself, <laughs> how many times do you talk to yourself about the things of God? You know, I do this, I do this, have, have theological debates with yourself, right? How do you feel about, no, no, seriously, have, have debates, think about how do you feel about anything, right? How do you feel about this topic, right? How do, how do I, um, you know, come up with, uh, you know, an activity you can do is come up with um, reasons that this is wrong, right? And, and, and try to, and do a, an activity to debunk your, um, your doubts, right? So I can go through the word. So if I say, uh, for some, some reason, the Trinity, right? And somebody says, the Trinity is false. You can take that activity, go through the word, talk to yourself, and come up with the, the answer to those questions, right? Read, study it up, and speak to yourself, and, and study it up, and say, and have that debate with yourself, and say, you know, I believe the Trinity is right, because I studied it for myself, not because Pastor told me about it. Because I had this debate within myself, and I figured it out that this is the right way, you know. Um, so, how Christ-centered are your conversations? Have Christ-centered conversations with yourself. Talk about God. Talk about Jesus. Talk about the work of the cross. Amen. Do we remind ourselves of our need for God? You know, and when we are down, I need God at this moment. Tell yourself, I need God. I can't do this on my own. I can't do this on my own um, it, by myself. But I need you, God. I can't do this in my own flesh, but I need you, God. Do we point ourselves to the beauty and practicality of God's grace? Um, do, yourself to, do, you, do you tell yourself to run toward him in the moments when you feel like running from him? You know, um, a lot of, when we feel like running from God, tell yourself, no, keep going, keep fighting. Keep trusting God, amen? And we might not be seeing the results from our prayer yet, but keep telling yourself, keep going, keep trusting, keep hope, keep hoping. 
and call back to your mind as the, as the guy, as the writer in Lamentations did, call to your mind, say, mind, hope in God. Continue to hope in God and speak to yourself. Um, amen. I'm pretty much done. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you. I glorify you. Thank you, Lord God, for um, the ability to speak and speak to our minds and remind ourselves on a daily basis that you are God, you are good, you are gracious, you are merciful, you are wonderful, you are a healer, um, and you, you are our satisfaction. You satisfy our souls, oh God. And, we continue, and this week we will continue to speak that into our lives and continue to press towards uh, um, the mark of the high price of your calling, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.